Hey everybody, welcome to Cocktails and Scenes. I'm Will. Hey guys, I'm Wayne. And Wayne and I today are going to be looking at another movie to review. And today... Oh, surprising. Just one, one, another movie. <laughs> another movie. Just one movie. Just one. Uh, today is the long-awaited Black Widow. Mm. Um, this movie obviously delayed because uh, of COVID. It's supposed to come yep. out... Uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, now came out as one of the dual releases on uh, Disney Plus and in theaters as well. That's obviously sparked a lot of controversy if you're keeping up with the news. But yep. this is the first Marvel movie in two years. We've had a couple of Netflix mm-hmm. shows, but the first MCU movie since uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So much anticipated for everybody. Obviously, a character too that. Yeah, has been in the MCU forever. Hasn't gotten her own, you know, leading role movie. So right. Anticipated in many ways. Um, so I want to get into it, but before we do, um, we let off every episode with our movie-related cocktail. Mm-hmm. Wayne, what are you drinking for Black Widow? Oh well, since this takes place in Mother Russia, <laughs> it's a big movie. Yeah, that was coming. <laughs> It cannot knew do. that was coming. You knew this was coming? <laughs> knew uh, the Russian so, accent was coming. Uh, yeah, up, I do. 100%. I mean, everybody's got one in this movie. So I went <laughs> with a uh, Moscow Mule. Oh, look at that. Oh, Moscow Mule. But I don't have the right cup, so I put it in a coffee cup. Yeah, you got the... What is she called again? Rosie the Riveter. Yep. Yeah, Looking so I good. got her on here. Um, so women empowerment, bro. Moscow Mule is just vodka, right? It's is it called something else it's, with gin or... Or is it yeah, vodka or gin? I only do it with vodka. I guess. Okay, somebody, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, somebody. I think there might be a too. different name. I think there might be a different name for it with gin. Yeah, maybe. yeah, definitely not. It would be more like, I don't know, Louisiana Mule, or like. Yeah, there's there's something. <laughs> British Mule. Someone, someone tell us what it is. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> all right, so the Moscow Mule. Moscow I knew the, Mule. I knew, yep. knew the Russian accent was coming. I thought about just taking. <laughs> I uh, I you sounded like bored out there. <laughs> uh, I thought about like every time I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see like what they drink in the movie. The only time I could really see that is when they're just downing vodka shots. Yeah, right? at the dinner table. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Um, oh so well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I went with a cocktail. Okay, what you got? That, uh, What's your cocktail? Uh, it's called the Black Widow, and I must say, it <gasps> is probably my favorite cocktail I've made on this show yet. It is incredible. I'm really liking it. I think that it's something I will continue really, to make. That is a crazy yeah. assumption that you, this is. Yeah, I think I'm going to continue to make it. So it is a tequila-based drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you start by muddling uh, blackberries and basil leaves, mm-hmm. and then you have tequila. Uh, you squeeze lime juice, some agave nectar, uh, shake it up with ice, garnish it with another basil leaf and a blackberry, and uh, good to go. And it is outstanding. That sounds really good, man. Yeah, it's probably my favorite drink that we've had here. Just found it. There's a recipe for a Black Widow cocktail if you look it up. Um, make it at home. Very good. Highly recommend. Well, you need so, to make me one next time I come up there. So, Will do. Okay. That looks beautiful, man. Well, That's a beautiful. Cheers. Or cheers. what did I say in Russia? Nostrova? Nostrova? Nostrova. Like <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Sorry. Let's just do that. <laughs> Sorry for butchering it. Cheers. 
Uh, all right, so before we get in the movie, just a reminder, uh, make sure you're following us on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, more importantly, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Tell yes. us how handsome we are, how well-spoken we are, mm-hmm. how much we do not get drunk at the end of our episodes and start sounding like idiots, because <laughs> we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't um, never happens. So compliments only, uh, but mm-hmm. leave us a review and uh, follow us on social. We'd appreciate it. It really helps. Yeah, I think I just got a new haircut. So if somebody wants to like tell me how good my haircut looks, I'd love that. Very apt for podcasts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling them uh, I got a new haircut. They don't have to know what it looks like. Just say you like it regardless. Just say you like it, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Black Widow. Um, you know, I talked about how you know delayed and how mm-hmm. much has has just been you know a, a, a roller coaster of, of a emotion. roller coaster of emotions this movie you know <laughs> it's gotten delayed three or four times yeah. um you know like i said it's only the second marvel movie with a female lead um you could say third if you count ant-man and the wasp um as kind of a dual lead movie dual lead um, yep yep but uh you know, more than anything, this was a long time coming for, you know, an original Avenger, someone who, you know, debuted in yep. Iron Man 2, you know, a decade ago. So yep. uh, a character that people have been pining for to see in her own role. And it, it's it's finally here. It came out on July 2nd, like I said, Disney Plus and theaters. Um, your opening thoughts, overall thoughts of the movie. Um. So while I feel like there was some parts of this movie that were flawed in ways in general i fucking love this movie (laughs) (laughs) i love it for a lot of reasons uh in general i felt like it was fun it was funny it had a great cast um you know there was some some slow scenes some scenes like you know what we always talk about a little long little drawn out um but some of the acting in this movie, especially by the top four cast members, uh, their connection and chemistry together just like kept me just engaged the entire time. Yeah. Um, so how about yeah. you, Will? I mean, you know, I haven't really 100% heard your opinion of this. Like you've watched this a lot longer than I have. Yeah, I've now seen it three times, actually, believe it or not. Oh. Um, and I saw it in the theater by myself opening night. I always need to go like right away. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. And then I watched it once. Uh, my parents were up and Lauren hadn't seen it. So we watched it all together. And then I watched it again uh, by myself one day. Um, so neither say I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. This is, I think, the first Marvel movie we're talking about in general. Um yeah, maybe I don't think we've even touched on one in any of our top fives or anything like that. No, I don't. So think it might so. be the first. Might be the first MCU, MCU movie we're talking about. Um, we do really watch the it. other ones, by the way. I've I've we, seen them all far too them. many times. Yes, uh, far too many times. I'm a huge MCU fan. I know we. I definitely talked about some on like the upcoming movies. Right. I probably included right. this and. I'm a huge MCU fan, and the reason I really love this one is because my favorite parts in the MCU are these kind of sometimes my favorite parts are these grounded movies. Thank um, you. Yes. Winter exactly. Soldier being Winter my Soldier. favorite. Yep. And I knew you would like this one too, because you, this movie just has such a James Bond feel, such a mission impossible movie feel. Yep. Um, you know, you get to explore these characters that don't have crazy superpowers. Right. Right. Um, which, which I really like. Um, so overall, 
Uh, again, I have some criticisms too. Actually, I have some relatively large criticisms of the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do like it. I really do enjoy it. We'll, at the end of the podcast, we'll give it some grades, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Um, you talked about a little bit about the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you have Scarlett Johansson. You have Florence Pugh as your younger, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. sister. Uh, Yelena. You have mm-hmm. David Harbour and uh, Rachel Weiss as their parents, Red mm-hmm. Guardian. And um, I guess, I don't Melina. Melina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has some different names in the comics, but we'll call her Melina. Um, so very strong performances. I completely agree with you from all four. Yep. I want to know who your MVP of this movie is. Oh, hands down, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Hands down, Florence uh, definitely was the star of this movie. I even feel like Scarlett Johansson was the co-star. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, Flo- I mean, the whole a lot of the storyline was based on Yelena and yep. her how she dis- she discovered this, you know, um, the secret serum or whatever that changes, like brings people back from this brainwashing or whatever. She yeah. was the one that found it. And she's the one that, like, started this yeah. whole thing. The antidote for brainwashing, as she says in Russian, when she's like, speak English, she's like, yeah, antidote for brainwashing. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what yeah. do you think, man? What What's your standout? Uh, it's got to be Florence Pugh. Uh, yeah. She's so good. She out for, like I just said, this is 10 years in the making for Scarlett Johansson. I almost feel bad for her because Scarlett Johansson, I actually, ha- I'm, she's not my favorite part of the MCU. I right. always think about how Emily Blunt had to turn down the role of Black Widow. For Gulliver's Travels, which <laughs> breaks my heart because <laughs> I love Emily Blunt and think she would have been so good at it. But I do think Scarlett Johansson's good in this movie, but she gets outshined she by does. her co-star in Florence Pugh. She's so good. She's so funny. The fighting uh, the fighting pose running joke is the funniest part of the movie to funny me. Funny movie. Why do you always do like this when you fight? Yeah. It's so weird. You're such a poser. <laughs> it's so funny. And then when she finally does it and she's like, ugh. Yeah. She's like, I didn't well, like that. I don't like that. Yeah. The part, the part where she talks about her vest and how yeah. it has so many pockets and how and, she uh, customized it for herself. When they were down in the, uh, the gulag and they were saving David Arbor's character, Alexi. Yeah. And she's yep. like, She's like, you're not flying good enough. She's like, I feel like we're both doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole part with David Harbour and the uh, the uterus removal is pretty oh, funny. Oh, so too. good. Yeah. They just go yeah. up inside. They rip everything out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, She's great. She's funny. She's, you know, has these great action sequences. She's got so much heart to her character. So much heart, One of heart, my favorite man. scenes in the whole movie is when the whole dinner table scene is happening in the movie when the four of them get reunited. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, don't tell me this isn't real. Don't tell me this yeah. one good thing in my whole life that I've kind of been thinking about this whole time. And it's kind of been keeping me alive in so many ways. Isn't real. Like this family was real to me. Um, that was the one is, positive thing she was holding on to, man. Thing that kept yep. her going, you know, was that family. I mean, the two American pie scenes where they're singing the Don McLean song are, yeah. are heartbreaking in different ways because, in the first time when she's a little kid, um, David Harbour's character is singing along with her, but he knows it's almost like a goodbye because, yeah. you know, he's going to drop her off in Cuba and give her to Drake Hoff. Yep. And it's kind of his like goodbye to her. And then the second time around is almost like gaining her trust again yep. and getting back in her good graces because, um, you know, 
he does a really shitty thing. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, Red Guardian. <laughs> and, yeah. and um, you know, it's so tough for me not to choose him as the MVP of the movie, too, because I loved him. I know. Uh, he's really so tough. funny. I, I think we're going to see more of him. I know we're going to see more of Florence Pugh, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but we're going to see more of David Harbour, I hope. And he's so funny in this movie. But I do want to talk about his character a little bit because, you know, you do kind of want to love him because he's funny. But he also does a very horrible thing at the beginning of this movie and gives the girls up mm-hmm. to Dracoff uh, to bring them back to the Red yeah, Room. He's, uh, now, he's not really the, the standard hero you're going <laughs> to yeah. pull by. He's no Captain America. <laughs> yeah. which he would be really upset that i said that actually yeah of course his uh his his jokes and tall tales about captain america are very yeah. funny and obviously my favorite scene of his is when he comes out of the bathroom it fits it still yeah, fits, it still fits. i very much resonated with that scene <laughs> i have like old clothes that i can barely squeeze into these days um but speaking of david harbour and his character alexi do you think that he gets the redemption from obviously the beginning of the movie, like I, where, like I said, he does this horrible thing. Do you think his character's fully redeemed? I think that still be TBD, man. Like I think I w- I want to see it continue because, in a way, we kind of towards the end of the movie we kind of lose Alexi a little bit. Yeah, you know because we're we're concentrating on the two, you know, Natasha and Yelena. Um, yeah. and Alexi, uh, kind of gets pushed to the side and his stories come to the side. So I actually would like to see him keep going. Cause I, I honestly don't feel like he got the redemption he needed. Um, yeah, not fully. I, I not think he, fully. He was on his path. Yeah. He was on the right path. Yeah. He did the right thing. And, and, you know, him and Melina both and Melina obviously is not a saint either. I mean, my God, she almost kills a poor pig at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> he would have survived for nine more seconds. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. says, uh, you know, not the uh, role model mother either. Uh, but I do feel like they're on their way. Both of them. I think that it's not fully realized. You know, you still have to think back. So I think that maybe Alexi's just a very dumb person <laughs> and maybe <laughs> didn't be. fully realize the weight of what he was doing and maybe did think it was a good thing and maybe did really later on did realize, but he's a, uh, he's an interesting character cause there's, there's a lot of that gray area. Uh, he is. And I, 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 I agree. He's, we talked about, you know, when, after we watched suicide squad, we watched, talked about killer shark and how he's supposed to be like this, like dumb thing with a heart of gold. Like, I feel like David Harbour or Alexi in this is supposed to be that kind of, like, that guy that's just, like, so focused on being Red Guardian and, like, for his country. And he just, like, shuts everything else off. But he doesn't do it in a way that's, like, manipulative and wrong. He just doesn't have the brain capacity to do two things at once, right? Like, he can't be the Red Guardian and be there for Mother Russia and at the same time be a good dad. Like... (laughs) Yeah, he lacks self-awareness. Um, yeah. Like, you can see, even if you pay attention to his tattoos, he's got tattoos of Natasha and Yelena, like, all over him. Like, he really yeah. does love the both of them. No, he really does. And, you know, even you can see, like, when they break him out, he thinks it's just, like, be reunited as family. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. no idiot, where's the Red Room? Like, <laughs> we don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> um, so I think he's just, uh, you know, lacks some self-awareness, and I think he definitely lacks some self-awareness, even in the beginning when... You know, he 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 gave the girls back to Drakov and right. Um, do you feel like Malina- do you feel like Yelena, Alexi, and Melina all held on to that more than Natasha that time? 
Well, it's interesting to like, all right, because it happens after Civil War, right? So Yelena even says that to Natasha. Like, where did you think I was this whole time? Right. Like, why didn't you come for me? And mm-hmm. also, I think you could even ask that after this movie too. Like, yeah. Endgame and all that stuff. Like, where's Yelena? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, maybe she gets snapped in Infinity War, so you have some time there where she's she's sure. gone. But um, you know, there's a big question of where Yelena is in that whole time. We'll again touch on her future in a little bit. Um, but I do think that Molina and Alexi. I mean, Alexi didn't really have a choice to move on. He's in prison, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But Milena's, I mean, just kind of doing her own thing. And obviously, it doesn't seem like she kind of, yeah. you know, tried to get in touch with everybody. And I think once they're all reunited, she kind of realizes that she definitely lacks some self-awareness herself. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously, she really, really helps out and tells them where the Red Room is and kind of fools Drake off. And Yep. Um, so, you know, like I said, both on the road to, road to redemption. But... Um, Speaking of Drakoff, um, your thoughts on Taskmaster, Drakoff, that oh. whole story. Um, I thought Taskmaster was fine. Like, uh, it was just pretty cool, like cool uniform and, and stuff. Um, the twist at the end was interesting. Um, I know that, you know, reading through a lot of the reviews, people didn't like, what's his, how do you say his name again? Drakeoff. 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 Yeah. Jackoff. Um, he, uh, but honestly, like, I, I've been a huge Ray Winstone fan for like ever. He was in yeah. this movie called Sexy Beast, like a long ass time ago. And, uh, like, saw it on IFC. And I was just like, I love Ray Winstone. Um, so I liked him just because I really like Ray Winstone. I feel like, as a villain, yeah, he could have been a little bit more menacing or, you know, something along oh, the line. I think he was very menacing. I don't think that was the issue. Well, I don't know. What, whatever it is that people got a problem with with the <laughs> the villain in this movie. But I liked him. I thought he was cool. I liked I liked that whole side of it. See, I, 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 I saw more complaints about Taskmaster. And I think the reason why is because Taskmaster is a huge villain in the comics. And so they're like, okay, and based on all the previews and everything else, you're like, okay, Taskmaster is the villain of the movie. Taskmaster is not the villain of the movie. Obviously, it's Drakov. I mean, I saw some tweet and it was like, oh, the villain sucked in Black Widow. Taskmaster is horrible. And someone replied, it was like, so the guy who's just kidnapping little girls and killing half of them isn't the villain? It's the (laughs) brainwashed, you know, like, so... You know, I'm hoping you've all seen it, listening to this podcast, but, uh, you know, there is the twist that Taskmaster is actually Drakoff's daughter. Right. Natasha, Black Widow, thinks that she killed them both years ago in Budapest on a mission. Mm. Um, and, you know, is revealed at the end. It's actually a callback to a line in 2012's Avengers. The first Avengers movie, if you remember, where Loki's captured yep. and uh, is talking to Natasha. And Natasha says, I, I want to get some read off my ledger and he goes oh really Drakoff's daughter so they hinted to it oh, in a movie oh wow nine years ago which yeah. is fucking insane um but I, I just hate the taskmaster complaints because she wasn't the villain she wasn't um, the villain. they gender they gender swapped the role too from comics is usually a yeah. uh, a guy but um you know I, I thought the twist was good and you know I was not expecting it. I actually thought going into the movie, I thought Molina might be Taskmaster. And even mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie, I was like, she's a big actress, like Rachel Weiss. Like I could see them doing that. 
And then maybe like halfway through the movie, I was like, okay, I'm kind of, they're talking about the daughter a lot. I think it's going to be her. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I initially but, thought it was going to be Melina. I was like, oh, Taskmaster's yeah. their, their mom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought so too. But I do, I do like Dracoff. And I like Dracoff as a villain because Marvel does this a lot. And I do like when they do it. If they have villains that you kind of can sort of see their perspective, right? Yeah. Like you think of uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger and Black Panther, even Thanos, like you're like, okay, like okay, I kind of get where you're coming from, but yeah, yeah. Y- you know, um, and all these kind of conflicted vi- villains, obviously Loki now is like right. a hero now, like, yeah. you know, um, but they don't have too many of these just pure evil people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Hela and Thor Ragnarok is a good example of one. Sure. Um, but someone who's just pure evil, and this is a pure, pure evil person. So they say in one part of the movie, like, I think it's, you know, one in 20 widows even make it. He just kills the rest. Yeah. So he's killing young girls. And if he's not, he's brainwashing them for their entire lives, even unbeknownst to them. You know, yeah. Natasha, obviously, in the end, is still, you know, somewhat brainwashed by him. She can't yeah. do anything until she, you know, breaks her own nose to, right. <laughs> you know break the nerve in front of them. So, um, you know, I think that a lot of complaints are about Taskmaster and they're not warranted. I think Taskmaster has a future in the MCU too. You know, obviously she Mm -hmm. survives and we'll see if she's a good guy, bad guy, whatever happens with that. But I think Dracoff was the the real villain and uh, I liked him. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I I feel like he was a a great Russian Marvel villain. You know, he, he felt like he needed to do this thing to better his country and completely yeah. just, it didn't matter how many you people know th- or girls he went through to get there. Yeah. The one thing I didn't understand is that, um, and I really liked the opening sequence and the opening credits. Mm-hmm. I think that was really a bond feel, you know, you had that very that, bond that, feel. I hope we talk about vi- this influence of bond in this movie because yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Cause I mean, totally that opening sequence and opening credits, like, big action sequence into like a slower song. And then what the credits do is they kind of give you some plot points in the credits where you still kind of have to watch them, but it's over that, you know, chilling version of smells like teen spirit. Um, and that totally just let off the whole movie with a bond feel. Yeah. Um, and I got those vibes right off the bat. Um, what I didn't get about Dracoff being the villain and like the whole idea is that he's lying low for all these years. Mm-hmm. Why is he taking pictures with Bill Clinton? Why does he have a picture with Bill Clinton? I don't know. Land? I'm pretty sure Dracoff guess... ended up on an island somewhere, maybe with Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier in time. Dracoff was on the Epstein flight. For he sure. was Check those definitely flight logs. there. He's, he's yeah. definitely there. He's like, how strong are you right now? Could you pick up this rock? Let's make a big, strong woman. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. I didn't get that, but... Um, (laughs) he was like on an island going (laughs) feeling women's arms going hey man big old strong woman like it take you back to the motherland Uh, um (laughs) he doesn't sound like that by the way he does not he does a much better russian accent he does um what are your thoughts on the whole bond oh man i mean i I saw so many influences in this movie which they were influences for sure. They weren't direct ripoffs. Like, you know, they were just, you, I saw Bond. I saw James, uh, James. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw uh, Jason Bourne, James Bourne, his brother. 
Um, <laughs> I saw Jason Bourne. I saw um, Mission Impossible. All of these things in there as direct influences of this movie. And then, like you said, I mean, it's uh, it's based in more of a reality like Winter Soldier. So yep. that in itself, to me, like is a big influence on that. And I mean, they have to kind of do that. They have to bring these people back down to kind of a realistic state because they don't technically have superpowers, even though I'm pretty sure some of those falls would have killed a normal person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a complaint. Yeah. I mean, just talking about the influences too, I read uh, somewhere, the director, Kate Shortland, who I think did a great job, um, said also like for long-term themes of the movie, like she looked at no country for old men, Mm-hmm. And she looked at Thelma and Louise, which you can totally see with oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Natasha and Yelena on their you know road trip when they you know go to the convenience store. And she says, you know, when Yelena drops that, they're just kind of like giving each other shit. She says, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, the god from space doesn't need ibuprofen after a fight. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, just that kind of like <laughs> playful banter between the two. You can totally see Thelma and Louise. Um, and I you know, we talked about the Winter Soldier and there's a lot of comparisons there. Um, and I do want to talk about that because and the groundedness of the movie and the comparisons because mm-hmm. that actually kind of brings me to my big complaint about the movie. Okay. Um, I know in the beginning you said you had some problems. I want to hear what your issue, any issues that you do have with the movie are. Um, I mean, the biggest issue I had with the movie was, I mean, one, of course, as I always bring it up, length of the movie. Um, I feel like there was some spots right in the middle that just dragged on for a really long time um, that we really didn't need a whole lot of. Uh, The other thing that I had was um, just kind of like, (sighs) I'm pretty sure that somebody probably would have died if they had fallen that far off of a roof. (laughs) So it gets realistic to a point and then, it's almost like I'm not sure if they're superhumans or not because, like, you see, like, right off the bat, the first time you ever see Alexi doing anything super, like, you think he's just this normal, he's the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Like, he's just wandering around in the, like, the late 90s, early 80s. And- Hopper. 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 Yeah, he's just Hopper. And then all of a sudden, he, like, picks up this huge freaking trailer and just, like, throws it like it was nothing. And you're like, well, he's a, he's a super soldier. He is, but I had no idea. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a super he, soldier, so you're not supposed to know that. So he can. Spo- he does have superpowers. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yep. So how about you, man? So, what, is, what are yours? That comes full circle. Um, I agree. It, as an overall overarching complaint, it's over the topness. Mm. You know, there is that scene where she falls from the building and falls, you know, however many times. Definitely her back's broken, whatever. I can get over that. What sure. I can't get over is this movie trying to be so grounded, and in the third act, this fucking red room is in the sky, and they're yeah. jumping out of planes without parachutes. If the movie, if the third act was just like this hidden room in Russia somewhere or wherever, yeah, and it was just an actual like building, and it became still like that spy thriller in yep. the third act instead of this, hey, we're jumping out of planes off of each other without parachutes, and we're blowing up mm-hmm. helicopters out of the air, and this whole floating building in the sky, I th- thought it would have been much better. Yeah. I thought the third act got way too over the top. The scenes within the Red Room are good because you can't tell that it's right. floating it's in the sky. Fl- flight, you know, this floating city. Yeah. 
Yeah, the scene with, you know, Natasha and Drakoff where, you know, like I said, she breaks her nose and mm-hmm. and is trying to get something out of him the whole time. It's actually very similar to that Loki scene, too, because she's like, thanks for your cooperation. Yeah. Like, she gets the information she needs out of him. She's also, yep. like, a master manipulator to get the inf- information she needs. Like, all that shit is so good. Like, mm-hmm. why do you need to make it a floating building in the sky is beyond Yeah. Me. I mean, you look it's back at, me. like, scenes from previous Marvel movies where... Uh, Natasha was in them one of the strengths she had was that manipulating like being that cool spy person you know like where they can twist things around and they can change their emotions block that stuff and and be and get what they want out of somebody without being like Captain America or Hulk or somebody like that and just throwing them through a roof you know yep um that's where I feel like her character shines. So I totally agree. Let, let's keep it that kind of like grounded. Let's keep it very intellectual. You know, I love that. Now, when you're jumping out of a flying city and you're landing on a wall that's already falling and you're sliding down the wall and you're fighting somebody hand-to-hand combat as the wall is falling, physics are all fucked up. We're all over the place. I don't know what's going on. That's where it gets like you're almost. I'm now. fine with that. I'm I'm fine with that in so many movies. And honestly, the Winter Soldier also kind of does this in its mm-hmm. last act too, a little bit. Maybe not to the crazy extent, but but it also is Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> yeah, again, Captain America yeah. has more superpowers than you know. He's a super right. soldier, but it's it's it, it just doesn't make sense to me in these movies. Like if you do it in an Iron Man movie, do it in a Thor movie, sure. do it in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I get it, um, but in this movie that is. For the now, most part, very well grounded. I it don't is. See why? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I feel like I think it was a cool scene, like the idea of it of this city that's like falling apart, and these superheroes are like trying to like get in between. There's everybody's falling. They're trying to leave. They're trying to escape. Like, and and they're having to like fight gravity at the same time. All this shit's falling around them. I think it's really cool. But it's like you said, it doesn't make any sense when you're trying to build up this this grounded part, this grounded character throughout the entire movie. Um, however, when she jumped off and she had the parachute, I was to- it was totally believable because I saw Keanu Reeves do that in Point Break. So, <laughs> very true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so it's completely uh, believable at that point. <laughs> um, so the last thing I want to talk about before we give our final grade is. Um, kind of your overarching theme of the movie and mm. what was your takeaway as far as the themes messages you know ideas that this movie wanted to um put upon you what did you take away from it i think that uh i think it is exactly what we talked about with um yelena talking about this one part of her life that she held on to and gave her purpose um yep. i think we all can find something in our lives that was meaningful in a way even though it may not have lasted long or it wasn't entirely real but it grounded her and kept her to the person that she was and i think that you know regardless of what happens and what we do and and what ends up how our lives end up being she always held on to that and i just feel like that was that was just it really played into her character and it really touched me in the end of it, you know? Cause I was like, yeah, just made me like her character even more, honestly. Yep. How about uh, you, she man? Was so good. What did she you- was so good. Um, 
You know, my big takeaway is, um, first of all, I want to say, before I even get into my takeaways, I'm going to say that there's big takeaways that we probably don't have perspective on. Sure. Um, from a male perspective, I yes. think that there's a lot of, um, you know, big female empowerment in this movie. Very big. Particularly yep. with, and it, it's dark and it's real life. It's like, obviously, I don't think there's this Russian guy that's brainwashing girls, but there's a lot, I mean, sex trafficking and yep. sexual abuse and all these things that go on with women and and that's just in a big picture perspective little picture perspective of things that we just don't understand that yeah. women have to go through every day with uh you know it, it just that part is probably beyond us a little bit but i do think there's a lot of that in this movie absolutely i think it's a huge part of this movie and i see it and i don't want to go into what i think my takeaways are without acknowledging that sure um but I do think my big takeaway is uh, redemption for past mistakes. Mm. So obviously we talked about it a lot with um, Alexi and Alexi. Melina. Yeah. Alexi and Melina. But honestly, Natasha, too, is trying to do the same thing. Um, you know, she thinks that she killed Drakoff's daughter. And mm. she still feels bad about that. She, you know, read in her ledger. Um, she wants to do right by it. She wants to, you know, that's why she joined S.H.I.E.L.D. She talks about she hides out in that... Uh, subway uh mm -hmm. vent with clint barton for two days right um to join shield and and you know she's tasked with with killing Drakoff, and then you know she finds out he's still alive and the only way that she's going to make this right for killing her daughter killing his daughter is to do that and not only does she do that but she frees all the other widows and um you know uh lets uh taskmaster kind of be free and be her own person at the end and gets through to right. her so there's a lot of redemption for that. So, um, and then obviously just family. Family obviously family. is yeah. the big thing, and it doesn't matter if you're blood or, right. you know, how your family came about. If it's family to you, it's family. Um, and that's you know really going back to what you said with Elena's line. Oh yeah. When she breaks down, don't tell me it was it wasn't real. It was real to me. Um, which I think is one of the stronger lines in the entire movie. So Absolutely, I man. I can feel I like there's people that I've touched me more than family <laughs> i hope people are touching. <laughs> oh god we'll skip over that one i am and, from uh, the south <laughs> jesus christ oh jesus christ uh so that's it black widow like i said very long awaited for this movie um glad we finally got to see it and for the most part, I really loved it. But Wayne, I want to give you the chance. Let's hear your grade overall. Um, grade I mean, I'll, I'll give it an A minus. I'll give it an A minus, and the the minus only comes from uh, length and from let's the the like you said the the third act the this the over the top stuff. Not that it was bad or that I was like watching it going, you know, this is stupid and I hate it. It's just like it could have been better. It could have. I feel like it could have stayed in line with that grounding a little bit more. Yeah, that's why I almost want to give it a B plus, but I'm gonna go A minus as well. Okay. Because I do think the third act is so like, what the fuck? Why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah. But I do like it a lot. Um before we go, mm -hmm. um, there is one thing I forgot that we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about. Oh. And I'm probably giving an A minus because of Yelena Belova's performance, Florence Pugh's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to know, um, what you thought of the post credit scene and her future in the MCU. Oh man. I mean, she could be the next black widow, right? 
I think she's going to take the mantle, obviously. Yeah. She's she's coming for Clint Barton, obviously. She is, and I am all for it. Yeah, she's going to be in the Hawkeye series. It's already kind of mm-hmm. released, so she's definitely got a long future. I think the big question is kind of what I said before about, um, you know, what she been do- what has she been doing this whole time? Yeah. During Endgame, Natasha... Did Natasha not reach out to her? Was she l- working for Julia Louis Dreyfus's character this mm-hmm. whole time? Mm-hmm. Was she snapped? Uh, was she, so so was she gone for five years? So interested to kind of see that middle part because again, this movie was taking place after Civil War, which is you know right a long time ago in the MCU timeline. Um, do you think if they released it after Civil War, it would have been just as good? Like so, you didn't know Black Widow died yet, you know, because this whole movie. Yeah, is true. Done, you know, with knowing that this character dies. Yeah. Do you think it would have been better if they released it more in the timeline, or did you like kind of this as a swan song for Black Widow? I kind of like this as a swan song, honestly. I did too. Yeah, I, I too. mean, um, the the thing is that sometimes these movies that they make of these side characters are like lesser known. Uh, Marvel characters that don't get as much spotlight is that they get to kind of go wild with them, right? Like they get to try, like they tie a lot of stuff back into the universe, of course, which is good. Um, But they get to kind of do whatever they want with them, you know? And I feel like if they had done this after civil war and they were trying to maintain the storyline and the timeline and all that stuff, there would have, it would have been too restricted. And I liked the fact that they brought in all these other characters that you don't really know about. And they had the freedom to do that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure we would have gotten Yelena if we had, if it had been done at the same time as civil war, because everybody at that time was more worried about Tony Stark and captain America and what they were doing and where everybody from the ending of civil war went. That's a really good point because you think about it like, if they did that movie, then you, people moving forward have been like, oh, do we need to include Yelena in our movie? Do you need to include right. Yelena in, you know, Infinity War? Do I need to include Red Guardian in this yeah. movie? And because so many things happened in Endgame and so many characters died, they probably got more freedom to introduce some new characters 100%. moving forward. Yeah. Now what they have to do is kind of circle back around and say, okay, granted, this movie happened here in whatever it was, 2000. Mm-hmm. 13 2012 what happened in those five uh, no it's actually like 2015 2016 i think a civil war so what happened in those five years where we didn't see these characters so that's that's going to be their problem and i think they can work that out particularly with yelena and hawkeye yeah yeah i think they'll be able to figure it out for sure yeah so we both give this uh movie an a minus we'll wrap it up there um overall you don't got to give me a number i'm not asking to rank the MCU movies, but upper echelon, middle echelon, where do you put this in the rank of you know, Marvel movies? I mean, we, you guys are going to kind of figure this out about me as I love like grounded spy movies. So I'm going to put this up there with winter soldier. It's, it's probably, one of, it's probably one of my favorite, um, Marvel movies. Like I love Marvel yeah. movies across the board, but man, that these, these kind of like grounded ones just have a special place. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to put this one up there in the upper echelon as my personal opinion. I know everybody's going to have a different opinion on that and where this lands, but yeah. this is an excellent movie. I loved it. I loved it. I and think I'm it's really put it up there. 
I think it's really good. Um, yours is probably a little bit higher than mine is, probably because I maybe like some other movies more than sure. you do. Winter Soldier, it, for me, is going to be damn near impossible to beat. I yep. wouldn't say it's top five, but I'd probably say it's in the six to ten range for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Um, without thinking too deep into it, I really liked it too, and actually was a little bit surprised at how much I liked it. But I know, I was surprised as some, well. S- some big flaws, but uh, overall, a very good movie. Highly recommend. A minus for both of us. Yep. And uh, we will end it there. So, again, uh, everybody, let us know what you think about Black Widow. I'm interested because, again, I do think that there's a lot of differing opinions on this one. So, want to yep. hear what everyone has to say about it. And uh, cheers, Wayne. Cheers, Will. Mastrova. Mastrova, that's it. Mastrova. <laughs> All right, everybody, take it easy.